What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hindsightless, a sporadic podcast where I talk about life, role-playing games, or whatever else might be running around inside my head. But mostly role-playing games, because there is just one. They're all connected. Today we're talking connections, and here's a connection. While I was recording this episode early this morning, I had taken a little break, uh, was doing some other stuff, getting ready for work, and blah, 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 all that stuff. And then I, I put my headphones back in and pressed play on the microphone um, to start listening to the messages again. And I heard some weird background noise that wasn't part of the message. It was like, hello? And it was my buddy Woody calling me. He's like, dude, the phone didn't even ring on my end. I was like, it didn't even ring on my end. It was crazy. It was just connections, right? Synchronicities. And that's that's what we're talking about here today, folks. On May the 4th, 2022, yep, it is Star Wars Day today. Star Wars is pretty cool. I'm not a huge Star Wars like fanboy or anything, but I grew up with those movies, and I, I they will always, those, the original three will always hold a soft spot in my heart. Yeah, the other ones, I don't know. I don't know about. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, let's get into some connections. First off, we're gonna we got BJ the arcane alienist, and he's done his research. He's got his string map all laid out. He's got the points picked out, man. He knows where the connections lie, and he's talking about them right now. Okay, Joe, prepare yourself for some. some this is gonna this is gonna blow your mind, man. It's all connected. It is all connected. Okay, Jules. Jules is from New Zealand, okay? She's from New Zealand. One of the best current vampire franchises is born in New Zealand. That is what we do in the shadows. You know, the movie by Taika Waititi, and now there's a, an ongoing series on Hulu. It's freaking hilarious. But but in, in both the movie and in the, in, the, in the TV series, sometimes they confront werewolves, and they get into the rivalry between werewolves and vampires, and it is hilarious, the stuff they do. The, the, vamp, the werewolves are acting like dogs. They, they fall for the fake throwing the ball trick and all kinds of stuff. It's awesome. If you haven't checked out what we do in the shadows, you really need to check it out. It's great. <laughs> With capes, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to The Incredibles as well. You got to see those movies if you, if you haven't seen The Incredibles. There, there, there's a, the original, which is classic. There's a sequel that's good, not quite as good as the original, and and, and it's it just came out a few years ago. But you got to see The Incredibles, man. It, it's it's if you love superheroes and you love funny stuff and you love stuff like that, The Incredibles is great. Um, but yeah, the no capes rule—they they make a good, compelling argument for why superheroes shouldn't be wearing capes. Vampires, medieval characters. What's the likelihood that your cape is going to get sucked into the intake of a jet turbine and pull you in with it? I mean, that's... Eh. So capes are maybe good for medieval stuff, maybe not so good for modern stuff. Um, but here's where it gets even deeper. Again, Jules, talking about the Incredibles, brings it up, and then says something about a gelatinous cube. Okay, well, there's a newer Pixar movie called Onward. Yes, the Incredibles is pretty darn good. W- worth watching. That's set in sort of a modern world, but it's kind of a D&D modern world. And it's a story about two elves going on a quest to find their lost father. Um, and it features, it has lots of sort of meta references to D&D, although it doesn't have a lot of the IP for D&D. So it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it, it just kind of alludes to D&D, except, except there is an actual appearance by a gelatinous cube 
named as a gelatinous cube in the movie Onward. Also a Pixar movie. So it's like we're all on the same vibe right now. It's, it's amazing, right? There must be something out there going on. Um, with superheroes, you're right. We, we associate capes with superheroes. But if you start to make a list of the most iconic and rep- recognizable superheroes across Marvel and DC, most of them don't wear capes. You got Batman, Superman, the Martian Manhunter, and then the rest of your kind of primo Justice League people don't wear capes. See, Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four, they don't wear capes. Of the Avengers, of the kind of the iconic Avengers, is it just, I think it's just Thor. Thor's the only one with a cape. Doctor Strange has a cape. Uh, The X-Men don't wear capes. Storm has kind of a, depending on which which uniform she wears, kind of a a cape. Um, but, But the rest of them don't wear capes. Um... Yeah, Adam Warlock has a cape. Mostly it's the villains that wear capes. Doctor Doom, Magneto, you know. Um, the cape, which is kind of a more more contemporary Marvel villain, actually has a cape that, you know, is part of a pact he made with the devil. But uh, speaking of the devil, Mephisto wears a cape. Um, yeah, you don't... You, we, we, I think because Superman was the original superhero, we, we sort of... The cape is sort of synonymous with, with superhero, but really most superheroes don't wear capes. Um Anyway, now I'm completely rambling about stuff that maybe isn't connected. All right. Take care. Talk to you later. <laughs> Dude, that was awesome, BJ. Thank you so much. Yeah, I snuck a little Jason in there. <laughs> a little Nerds RPG variety cast commenting on The Incredibles. Um, so if, if you notice a change or anything, that's what that was. That was that was a little clip jason sent me about how i need to see the incredibles but it fit perfectly right in there man so dude bj thank you so much for all of those that was a lot of fun to listen to yeah it kind of all circles back around doesn't it it all comes back around to jewels in a certain way and we'll get more into that in a little bit but you know sadly i have not watched very much of what we do in the shadows it sucks i've only seen like I don't even know if I've seen a full episode. What I have seen has made me laugh every time. But for whatever reason, I just I haven't sat down and watched it or anything. I did watch all of Wellington Paranormal, which is another show by that same dude, I think, by Taika Waititi. Or he's associated with it, I think. And that show was awesome. And again, connecting it back, that's, that's right by where Jules lives um, in Wellington. So that's pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, man. Oh, capes. Capes rule. <laughs> Would a superhero's cape even get sucked into a jetliner like that? I, I don't know. I don't, There's all kinds of weird things with capes, man. Does Superman's cape have a pocket where he puts the Clark Kent clothes? Cl- where he puts the Clark Kent clothes? That's not easy to say. Uh, that that's a huge raging debate that has gone back and forth in comics throughout the years, you know, through the different eras of comics, the golden age, silver age, bronze age, all that shit. There's been this whole debate. Does Superman's cape have a pocket? Uh, yeah. And as far as the Avengers, Miss Marvel wears a cape and so does Scarlet Witch. They were both pretty prominent Avenger members for a while, but yeah, there, there are not, there are not a lot of, superhero capes but like you said you know just because the early ones superman batman and probably a few other you know like shazam and stuff um they all wore capes so it's just kind of like oh superheroes wear capes i think there is an i think there's even a superhero rpg called capes i know there's one called masks if there's not one called capes there should be (laughs) 
But dude, that Pixar movie sounds amazing, man. I've 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 never really got into the Pixar movies. I don't know why. I just never did. Um, but that one sounds really cool. They're they're hard to find though. What are are they all like on Disney Plus? I don't know. I don't have Disney Plus. Um so yeah, but it sounds cool. If there's a gelatinous cube, I'd love to see how Pixar, you know, draws a gelatinous cube. That sounds dope. <laughs> that sounds awesome, man. So thank you for that. I'll be on the lookout for Onward. That's that's that pumps me up. It really does, actually. But yeah, you're not done yet, BJ. So what a you got you got one more thing to say, man. So what's up, dude? Oh, and one other thing regarding Children of the Corn. Uh, I'm pretty sure that movie and that character Malachi is the reason people now believe that gingers are not really humans and have no soul. As someone who was born with red hair, my mom used to say I looked like a crazy chicken when I was like a baby because I had like spiky red hair, <clears throat> later turned platinum friggin' blonde. But my beard is still, you know, my facial hair is still mostly red. And yes, the carpet matches the curtains. Uh, <laughs> TMI. But yeah, man, gingers get a bad rap. One of my best friends growing up was a ginger through and through. An Italian ginger, which you don't see a lot of. Uh, but yeah, red hair, freckles, the whole lot. And He was a peach. He was an awesome dude. He still is an awesome dude. So I don't know. I don't know, man. But yeah, Malachi was a freak, dude. That movie scared the crap out of me when I saw it for the first time. Like I said, I was young. I watched that movie at a sleepover, you know, like in, I forget it, but just young watching it like, oh my God, this is terrifying. Uh, all the adults are being killed, even though I would still be alive because I'd be a kid. Even back then I was like, that wouldn't work. <laughs> I don't want other kids raising me. But yeah, dude, uh, thank you, BJ, for all for all those calls, man. Now let's talk some more, a little bit more, about Children of the Corn with Jason. What's up, dude? Hey, Joe, did you know there are 11 films in the, King of the Children of the Corn franchise? 12 if you count a short film that was made. But out of the Stephen King things that have been adapted to film, I'm pretty sure there are more children of the corn than anything else interestingly enough probably followed by the mangler because there's like three mangler films <laughs> but um children of the corn of course has linda hamilton in it who everybody knows from king kong lives you remember that where king kong got a heart transplant remember that yeah uh, of course she was also in terminator and well a, a bunch of the terminator movies like terminator and terminator 2 and one of the later ones they just made, maybe the last one they made, but Linda Hamilton's pretty fun, except where she married James Cameron and he drove her crazy, but other than that, she's pretty cool. See, there's even more connections there. BJ's talking about Children of the Corn, and Jason just talked a lot about Children of the Corn. There are 11 of those movies. That's terrible. Why? I wonder why that was the one. You know, I, I don't know that it was the most commercially successful of the Stephen King adaptations. Maybe because it's the easiest to film. You know, you don't need a lot. You, some kids, some corn, and you're done. 
Oh, yeah, that's just weird that there's 11 of them. Man. <laughs> I don't even think there were 11 characters in the original movie. Oh, wacky, man. <laughs> wacky. And yeah, there are only two Terminator movies, so that's cool. I'm glad that Linda Hamilton is in both of them because they're both really good movies, and I'm glad they stopped after two. Because um, even if I had seen one or two of the other ones in theaters, they are awful movies, and there's only two Terminator movies. But you're not done talking about movies yet, are you, Jason? You have another connection to make. Hey, Joe. Just want to say we do have photographic evidence. Not, not even photograph. We have it on film. A baby werewolf. So Jules is just wrong. You know, there's this great documentary called the Howling Three, the Marsupials. And in Howling Three, the Marsupials, or it might be the Marsupials Howling Three. I don't remember. But either way, you, you have a, a werewolf baby, a live birth of a werewolf baby. Um, and yeah, so maybe, not maybe, during the Pathfinder game that's going to happen the day I'm calling this in, we'll just have to take a minute out of the game to watch that clip. So Jules can see with her own eyes. And it even happens in Australia, which is pretty close to where the world's most famous Kiwi podcaster lives. So that's pretty convenient. Damn, there is cinematic proof of werewolf children. I was supplied with some animated truth of werewolf children from the one and only Taylor of Clerics Wear Ringmail. He shared with me an episode of... PJ Masks, which is a children's cartoon that I had never heard of, but I then asked a couple people that I know with children, and they're like, yeah, duh. Um, but I never heard of it before. And yeah, there's totally an episode of PJ Masks where there is the werewolf gang that fights the PJ Masks kids. And that cartoon, I watched part of that episode. It's all right for a children's cartoon. You know, I've seen some children's cartoons and they're just awful. Um, but that one seemed a little bit watchable, at least. You know, at least it's superheroes and that's cool. It's not stupid Teletubbies. That's the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of this world, I think, or to the Teletubbies. I don't know if that's actually true, but it's probably up there. <laughs> It's probably way the frick up there. Anyway, so Jason brought us into talks about werewolves again. So thank you for that, Jason. And now Carl, the geomologist, presents. He's got some stuff to say about werewolves and vampires to connect this whole episode, wrap it all up in a bow. So Carl, you're up, dude. Hey, Joe, a couple of messages just because... I'm walking in and out of the house. So, um, yeah, all this talk about vampire and well, werewolves wants me to dust off my World of Darkness stuff. I do have more werewolf than vampire, but if I did run a vampire, whether it's Masquerade or Requiem, it would probably be set in Rome or Dark Ages. And if I ran a werewolf, the first thing I would have to do was run my much-promised Icelandic werewolf tale where the forsaken go up against the pure more than likely so um yeah i would say they're uh i don't know i like forsaken better than 
than the other one, but I hear Masquerade and Requiem. I don't know enough about them to see which one is better, though Masquerade has the Dark Ages, right? So um, anyway, uh, talk to you soon. Dude, an Icelandic werewolf game sounds awesome, man. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing game. But yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about any of the World of Darkness products, really. I've never played the game. I've never seen a book or a character sheet or anything. The only stuff I know about it is from what I've heard people on the internet say about it. People like Anthony from Casting Shadows. He's talked about Vampire the Masquerade, or Vamp, one of the vampire games. Uh, yeah, in those series he was talking about where he did Operation Mind Crime that was using one of the World of Darkness products, I believe. There's a bunch of them, right? There's like Vampire and Werewolf and then I think like Changeling and then maybe Mage, the Ascension. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know nothing about these games. They seem fun, though, because I love all that shit. I've just never played any of them, though. So I hope you get those to the table, and I hope they're awesome, man. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Let me get out of here. Yeah, so a big thank you to all my callers, Jason, Carl, BJ, for making awesome connections, having them all work out together the way they did. That was amazing. Those messages are so much fun to listen to. And thank you to all of you for making a connection with me through this show. Everyone out there listening, thank you. Uh, it makes me happy that folks listen to my nonsense. It makes me happy that folks call into my show. It makes me happy that folks don't call into my show. You know, you don't need to. Don't feel obligated at all. It's not. It's not a requirement. And yeah, uh, it's so it's May fourth. You know, still at time of recording, it's still Star Wars Day. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Boba Fett. Boba Fett's my favorite Star Wars character never seen the Mandalorian never had much of an interest in seeing the Mandalorian I don't I don't need more Boba Fett same with like the Han Solo movie I love Han Solo didn't want to see the movie don't want a whole movie about Han Solo I like the movie in my head about Han Solo better same with Boba Fett but that's me I'm a weird dude I get it I know but anyway folks uh yeah tomorrow I'll be hopping on a jet plane flying down to southern sunny Southern California go see my mom for Mother's Day and all that jazz that'll be nice and yeah until then folks I hope everybody is out there taking care of yourselves drinking lots of water you know do your best to take care of yourself give yourself a break you know, just breathe for a little while just close your eyes and breathe for like 30 seconds and see what happens just don't do that while you're driving or walking or anything it's probably not all that safe so yeah everybody take care of yourselves the next time you hear from me i don't know we'll see where i'm at i could be in an airport i could be in southern california so until then peace out